as the technology changes, we as CCDEs does not really change. We just have to adapt. And that, I think that's one of the important aspects of being a CCD, or at least having that mindset is being open-minded and, and ready to adapt new technologies and figure out how to build them into a design. Hello, and welcome to the Cisco Learning Network podcast. That was Mark Holm, CCDE Exam Program Manager. In this episode, Community Manager Matt Saunders sits down with three experts to discuss the Cisco Certified Design Expert or CCDE certification. In addition to Mark, Matt also speaks with Principal Engineer David Penulosa. I think that technologies come and go. Some things are newer, some others are older, but in general you tend to see the same principles applied over and over and you just see them with a different name with some other sprinkles on top, but it all boils down to the same fundamentals. And I like to think and believe that design is timeless. So it, regardless of whatever you're implementing, whenever you're implementing it. The principles will stay the same and the way the technologies will interact will also stay the same. And senior network architect, Daniel Dibb. The certification is one thing, the mindset is one thing, but then just like the friends and connections that you will make, I think we all can agree that those are also things that really made us advance our careers because you just build that network of people that you can rely upon. These experts provide valuable insight into their experiences with the CCDE exam and how they have applied what they've learned from this certification to both their current job roles and careers as a whole. But first, Matt asks the three of them to introduce themselves and talk a little bit about where they are right now in their career journeys. So guys, I just wanted to get an opportunity to ask you to introduce yourselves a bit. Mark Holm, if you don't mind, I'd like to start with you. Can you just kind of introduce yourself a bit? Of course, Matt. Thanks for having me. So my name is Mark Holm. I am the CCD exam program manager. So I am responsible for building out the content that you'll face in the exam, planning what the future will bring for the CCD, and generally try to broaden the knowledge of the certification itself to a wider audience. Everybody who's taking the CCD thinks it's an awesome exam, so we want to have everybody know it's an awesome exam. So that is my main goal and my main job tasks. Yeah, hopefully with the upcoming changes to the CCD, you'll see that you have some of my fingerprints on the development and the direction we're taking. I guess with time will tell once we launch the exam in November. Just in case you weren't aware, the Cisco certification portfolio had a massive upgrade in February of 2020. We have a whole series of episodes in case you'd like to find out what changed, but the CCDE certification specifically did not undergo any changes. According to Cisco.com, on November 2nd, 2021, Cisco will release version 3.0 of the CCDE certification. At this time, CCDE version 2.0 will reach its end of life. Candidates interested in achieving the CCDE certification should prepare using the latest blueprint and written exam topics. Perfect. I think their fingerprints will definitely be all over this in, in many, many great ways. Mr. Penalosa? Hello, Matt, and thanks for having me here. My name is David Penalosa. I'm a principal engineer for Verizon Enterprise Solutions. I work as a consulting engineer, so I often sit with the customers and we discuss about their current design, their current needs, what they want to do, and then we agree on how they want to do it. We do provide some recommendations, we listen to them with regards to which are their objectives, what they want to achieve, and then we translate that into a 
tangible design that would address all these requirements that they would have. So my daily job is just about basically telling people what to do and how to make things better, or at least hopefully make things, make things better. And Daniel Dibb, would you mind saying hello and introducing yourself? Hello, everyone. Uh, nice to be here. So uh, my name is Daniel Dib. I'm a network architect from Sweden. I've been pretty heavily involved in Cisco stuff for many years now, and specifically Cisco certifications as well. So I've been CCD for five years now, time flies, and happy to be here today to discuss CCD, which is definitely one of my favorite certifications and topics. So this would be a lot of fun, I think. And I would just like to add that all three of these distinguished gentlemen have been extremely valuable contributors and active participants in the Cisco Learning Network community. Also, just the network engineer and network design community at large. And all three of them at different times have been a part of the Cisco VIP program. David and Daniel are both currently still a part of the Cisco VIP program. And unfortunately, since Mark became a Cisco employee, we had to lose him from the VIP program itself, but also still a VIP at heart, like many of the other VIPs who have gone on to become Cisco employees. He's one of the massive success stories from a Cisco VIP to the all-in-all an overpower CCD Exxon program manager. Isn't that fantastic? He just got one hat off to put another one, but he's still, you know, in its core somewhere. <laughs> it's still a VIP and it's just at the other side of the fence. Yeah, I remember when, when I had to send the email to Matt about, hey, now I'm actually going to join Cisco. So unfortunately, I have to replace my, my badge. And that was in the old learning network forum style. I remember Matt's reaction was, hmm, not happy about this, but also happy at the same time. So yeah, so yeah it was a jump, it was something I... Did not see coming, but when the opportunity arrived, I just jumped at it. And I took my CCD around the same time Daniel did. So it's always been one of my favorite exams as well. So given the chance to actually be in charge of it, that was something I just couldn't let the opportunity miss. That's why I'm here. And I'm definitely trying to accommodate everything, both from a what we Cisco want to do with certification, but also want to bring in the community and have them contribute to whatever we can have them contribute with. And I know both David and Daniel are pro CCDEs. So I know they're a good ambassadors. So thank you for that as well. Yeah, I definitely will agree that it was with mixed emotions when I got that note. It's definitely bummed to lose you as part of the VIP program, but couldn't be happier and more confident with the choice to get you in as the program manager for CCDE. And you're right, to have people like David and Daniel being able to be a part of the development and the maturing of the program as well is just also extremely valuable. If you guys don't mind, I wanted to start off just talking network design in general a bit. How is it evolving? How has it evolved? You know, what does it look like today? How has network design changed? And how has it remained the same over the past, I don't know, five to seven years? So I think that's actually one of the things that I love with network design, that things change, but they still kind of stay the same. So kind of like all of the tenets and design principles that we learned those years ago when we were studying for the CCD certification, those still apply today, even if we have like newer technologies. So things like scalability, summarization, and all of those kind of nice things, fault domains that you learn about when studying for this certification, those still 
very much hold true today. So I would say that kind of the major things that changed during these years is that we kind of moved away a little from layer two, thankfully, to more layer three services. Some of these application developers still hunt us down for layer two connectivity. So that means we had to learn new technologies like VXLAN and eVPN and things like that. But that should still be somewhat familiar for anyone that's been working on different types of tunneling and overlay technologies. And of course, the network is a little more complex today because we have a lot of different services to connect to, like the different public clouds and private clouds. And also, as the network became more and more critical, we kind of have much higher demands now for both throughput and availability and so on. So yeah, I would say that even though things stayed somewhat the same, there's still a lot of new interesting technology. And I think that's something Mark will bring up as well in the changes to the exam and why we needed to update the exam. I think that technologies come and go. Some things are newer, some others are older. But in general, you tend to see the same principles applied over and over. And you just see them with a different name, with some other sprinkles on top. But it all boils down to the same fundamentals. And I like to think and believe that design is timeless. So regardless of whatever you're implementing, whenever you're implementing it, the principles will stay the same and the way the technologies will interact will also stay the same. You will just have another name. You will just have another thing to worry about and then a different place in the network where some of the layers would interact, some of the surfaces that you would have to optimize or you would have to reduce some interaction to prevent some failure domains from leaking one failure to another. But at the end of the day, you would do the same with any technology you would simply be working with. That's not going to change regardless of, well, something new being implemented. So those principles will stay and it always boils down to fundamentals. I totally agree with that. Looking at what Daniel said, I think you can say that as the technology changes, we as CCDs does not really change. We just have to adapt. And that I think that's one of the important aspects of being a CCD, or at least having that mindset is being open-minded and, and ready to adapt new technologies and figure out how to build them into a design, how to get all those bits and pieces together. And at the same time, figuring out how to integrate it with existing technologies that you already have deployed in, in that specific network. And I think that is one of the things that I also love about network design, constantly changing but still using the same sound principles. Of course, a new thing here and there will come in that we need to change a bit to adapt or to meet those requirements. But I definitely think it's adaptability is one of the key aspects and key skill sets of a typical CCD candidate. Not that you have to be a CCD to be able to adapt, but it certainly helps if you are designing a work that you have an open mind. I totally agree with what these two gentlemen said. The thing is, of course, that network design as a Skill set is not easily taught. You can't take a network design course at a local university or college. In many cases, I think network design is something that only comes with experience. Often as you develop your career up to, you know, associate professional level, up until you get to that expert level, if you go there, I think that is what builds the skill set, but also the foundations for network design. And you know what works and what doesn't work. And I think that is important because if you only do network design from behind your desk and you never have seen a real life implementation of what you're trying to implement, it often can become problematic because you'll overlook things, missed stuff that you should have included in design that you didn't include because you had no idea. So 
I think that is important to have that experience and work on expanding your knowledge base. That's awesome. Thank you guys, all three of you. That's fantastic. Daniel, your day-to-day is focused on the job role of network design. Is that correct? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. David, your job role day-to-day is a little more network engineer focused. Would you say that's correct? It's a hybrid of both. I get to be an engineer and also a designer and be involved in the pre-sales and post-sales. So I just wear several hats. I was say, that's exactly what I was wondering about is, you know, as an engineer, how are you still pulling in and applying the principles of network design? You're not solely purely focused on designing the networks. You're kind of doing that hybrid approach, right? Yes. I'm implementing, designing, developing. It's a little of everything. And as I would tell to anybody in Verizon, because this is a common discussion I have with some other colleagues, CCD for me has been the most successful of all my failures. And this sounds really funny though, (laughs) because I have taken the exam several times. There is no secret here. I have failed the exam every time I have taken it. But one thing is certain that each time I took the exam and came out as a fail, because I simply wasn't ready for it, I learned a new thing. I had a new lesson to go through. I felt honestly, well, lifted up by the exam itself, by the situation. It sounds, maybe for some people, might not be as inspiring as, oh, he came and passed it in the first shot. Well, my bad. I'm not that brilliant. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just very stubborn. But even though, well, yeah, I haven't passed it yet, obviously, the journey for me has been even more enriching than anything else. And let's suppose that I would have passed the exam on my first, second attempt. Then all those lessons that I have learned over time wouldn't be there for me. At least I wouldn't have got them from the exam itself. And I have grown so much into the content of the exam because it's not just about trying to pass the exam that six is putting in front of you. It's about sitting with some other colleagues, playing or working with completely different roles, doing things that are most probably in not even intersecting with your skills. I had several study sessions with some other friends who had mostly data center experience. Some others had only service provider experience. Some others had only automation experience. The possibility of discussing with each one of them when we were trying to prepare for the exam and getting this exquisite blend of all those mature levels of experience they have. And then we got to some agreement to solve a scenario to discuss about something. For me, that was one of the most enriching experiences I ever had, simply because it's not only you. For CCD, you need to get used to be wrong. You need to be ready for that because somebody's going to tell you, I wouldn't do it that way. And that guy has done that for 20 years. (laughs) You might be right in theory, but in practice, some things don't work the same that are written (laughs) because some of the things are were written quite a while ago before when maybe the processing power was a problem, when the memory was a problem. And then When you get to a modern implementation, some things have changed. Some considerations may not be as cookie cutter as they were in the books. Or with the newer technologies, you would have a different vision than somebody else has not given to you. Because when you were trying to understand some concepts, you were using some older technologies as a model. And now you get the chance to then put that on the newer ones. And let's be honest, you cannot just do everything. You cannot be all over the place and do collaboration, data center, service provider, and enterprise. And you simply cannot cover everything. We have a saying in Spanish that says, the one who tries to cover the most little he or she can grip meaning that if you get 
well, your mouth full, well, you wouldn't be able to chew everything. <laughs> Simple as that. <laughs> so you need to learn from your own niche and also learn from the others, and, and it will simply lift you up. David talks about how his mere pursuit of the CCDE certification has provided him with valuable lessons and experiences. One of those experiences includes building relationships with seasoned architects, engineers, and other professionals who have helped him in his studies. The knowledge and skills that David acquired while preparing for his CCDE exams has given him the confidence to excel while working with these experienced professionals in his current role. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense to me. Daniel, Mark, any thoughts on that? Is David completely off his rocker? I mean, <laughs> not for those reasons, but maybe others. <laughs> no, uh, I mean it's it's been really exciting for me as David's friend to see this kind of journey he has been on in such a short amount of time through everything that he has and how much he has learned and you know seeing him advance at his job and, and getting promoted and so on. I really think that the CCD has definitely been a big part of that and. The whole kind of, you know, changed mindset that you get from attempting this certification. And I mean, I think it's just a matter of time until he passes that last hurdle as well. I mean, I, I was lucky to <laughs> to get it early on. So I still have some more lessons to learn, I think. And crossing fingers and toes with this. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, and that's something I've always wondered for you as well, Daniel, is because I view you as a pretty focused serious-minded person and I, I, i've always actually wondered like what was it that drew you to the ccde path the network design path but you know also to accompany that the ccde and you know how has that affected your career as you worked in the field yeah I, you know i was working kind of more in a traditional network engineering role starting out i mean as we all do we learn our lessons about cabling and half duplex issues and all the stuff like that. A half duplex issue that Daniel just referred to is one of the most common network problems for voice and video conferencing. Basically, it's when two devices connected by Ethernet do not properly negotiate their connection. This usually happens between an endpoint and the access switch of the network. To learn more about this issue and how to fix it, please visit the Cisco Learning Network at www.ciscolearningnetwork.com. And so kind of my first real job was for a pretty big service provider here in Sweden. And that was kind of the first time really that I got in contact with CCIEs. And that really inspired me to go into Cisco certification. So I started out doing the Cisco NetAcad at the university at first. I got my CCNA and then I got my CCNP and then I kind of got interested in the CCIE and I studied for that for a couple of years. I was able to achieve that and then, you know, after I had done implementation, you start seeing these patterns and things like, oh, what if we did it this way instead? And, you know, you start being interested more in not just kind of like fixing things that are broken. You also kind of want to prevent the things from becoming broken in the first place. And, you know, I think I have this kind of analytical skill somehow that kind of just came naturally for me. So I started getting really interested in network design. And I had a couple of people that I was working with at that time. We were doing like this kind of networks for police and ambulances and stuff like that. That's, you know, like really critical networks. So we had some pretty experienced architects and that kind of gave me some inspiration as well. And then I was lucky to find some like-minded people. Some of my friends were kind of a similar trajectory and path as myself. And these 
people that I studied with together to go for the CCD. They became my lifelong friends and trusted advisors and people I pretty much rely upon, you know, every day to get advice on different designs and just different technologies in general. Because like David said, you kind of need that mix of people to be able to cover the breadth of an exam like the CCD. So we had a decently sized study group with people that had their CCEs. Some had them in routing and switching, some had them in service provider, data center and security and so on. So in that way, we were able to cover technologies in depth because like Mark mentioned, for an architect, you need that kind of you know high level perspective. But at the same time, you also need to have a little hands-on experience and been burned a couple of times to kind of know what things to avoid. So those are some of the lessons that you can get from people that have that kind of, you know, deep level hands-on experience from different technologies. So I would say for me, it was a really good fit. If you ask anyone from that group, including David, I think that everyone will pretty much be saying the same thing that kind of the perspective and the change in mindset that we got from this experience is something that we have kind of never experienced before. And that's kind of what made it all worth it in the end. All the hours you put in is just to develop that mindset. And that's something that's really difficult to just do on your own by reading things or going through, you know, like the Cisco validated designs and so on. Those are good to use as reference material, but that's kind of just the first step to then you have to start thinking about, well, that kind of works for this scenario, but maybe not in this other scenario. And like David mentioned before, that sometimes you have to kind of challenge your preconceived notions and try to put on another hat and, okay, now I'm going to argue for this protocol over this other protocol. That's kind of my favorite go-to protocol because you need to develop that mindset and just follow the requirements and not just the kind of best practices that are out there. I really love that key point about working with other people across different disciplines and how vital and how important that's been to you in your development in this realm of network design and CCDE. I know, for example, you're not a collaboration guy. You, you know, <laughs> you've made that clear in the past. I don't mean collaboration in terms of interpersonal, right? But I mean, the technology. So yeah, I could see how just you know having strong connections across disciplines is, can be very valuable. Yeah, I mean, like I said, the certification is one thing, the mindset is one thing, but then just like the friends and connections that you will make, I think we all can agree that those are also things that really made us advance our careers because you just build that network of people that you can rely upon and you know that they'll give you solid advice and they'll be there when you need them. I think that's something that people really underestimate when they consider the kind of return on investment for a certification because they only kind of think of maybe monetary compensation and things like that. But for sure, I wouldn't be where I am today if I didn't, you know, go through the whole experience with the Cisco Learning Network and and getting to know all of the people that I've been lucky to meet over the years. So it's not just about the Cisco networking, but also the human networking you get to make when you're going through this journey. There's all this that makes it so worth, <laughs> honestly, at least for me, and I think for Daniel as well. Yeah. Mark, as the old man on the hill now, the old wise man on the hill now, <laughs> um, come back to you on this, you know, and just kind of your thoughts on what David and Daniel have discussed and just any other perspectives that you have as well. Daniel mentioned the best practices, and I think you can say that the 
CCD is not necessarily about best practices, but best practices is a good place to start. But then you need to know when to steer away from best practices and make adjustments that meet the requirements of the network. That is one of the key things you just need to be able to understand. And, and Dan said it himself, you usually, as a network, you have like your favorite protocol. Without a doubt, you'll choose OSPF over IISIS. But in some cases, you just have to put that aside and say, for this specific job, maybe ISIS is the right choice. And it is about listening to the customer, listening to whoever you're doing the network design for, figuring out what they want to do, what it should support. Then you have to figure out which technology or protocol or whatever it is matches those requirements. That is one of the basic foundations of a good network designer and network architect is be able to listen in. And you have to listen not only to what is being said, but also what is not being said. If you sit with a client doing a meeting and you're kind of trying to figure out what they want, they might not say exactly what they want all the time. But you have to figure out by reading between the lines to figure out what do they actually mean. So it's about being perceptive and listening on the conversation and not necessarily lead the conversation as such, but just being there and listening and, and trying to figure out what it is they're really looking for. Because sometimes they don't know themselves. So they have to rely on you to be able to tell them, okay, this is what I understand you want. And this is how you can achieve that. Please correct me if I'm wrong in what I've been observing. But this is my key takeaways from this series of meetings we might have had uh, with that specific client. And I also think that the DE, and based on what I'm hearing from people who have taken the exam in my work as a DE, CCD manager, I do come across people who say that after they obtain the CCD, their target audience or those who you can get in front of from clients, customers, whatever it is, is changing a bit. Because when you have the CCD, for those companies that know what a CCD does and what the CCD stands for, often more, you will get access to CXO level people at that point in time, because they know that you have some sort of business understanding. You don't just talk about spanning three timers. You don't talk about routing protocol authentication. You talk about that as well, but you also know what to look for and what and to make them achieve their goals. And you have that understanding of the business side as well. This is where the CCD clearly stands out from more or less everything else that is on the Cisco certification program today, is that you are able to listen and take the business requirements, the technical requirements, and put all of that into one solution that will meet all of those requirements. Not saying that is easy at all, because there's so many factors you have to look at. There's so many things you have to consider, especially when you're working with the business side of things, because you're often constrained by money. You're constrained by, we've always done like this, so we will not change how we do things. So you have to align with that. And that is difficult because you know it would be better if we could, but you're kind of being restricted on what you can. So you have to adapt and figure out how to make things work. And then as any good advice or trust advisor would do is say, hey, you're trying to go down the wrong path here, make sure you change it. Or I would definitely recommend that you change things just to go in a different path, because I know from experience that this will work better than what you're trying to do right now and the path you're taking right now. So I think the DE changes your professional interaction with your community or your partners or your customers, because you do have access to different level of people. You're not just thrown in a bunch of network engineers, which definitely can have a lot of fun, nothing wrong in that. But with the DE, you just have that extra thing on top that allows you to talk to different persons that actually knows that you will listen to them and, and try to accommodate what they're trying to say. I think that's a really good point, Mark, that you make there, because I've heard similar feedback from folks um, working towards earning their CCDE. The difference in the mindset that you have to go in with in terms of being able to listen, being able to draw out requirements 
and information from clients and from within a given scenario and work to design the best network design solution for the scenario that you're put into. Is that fair to say? Is that accurate? Yes. You always have to work within that or kind of you're put into to a specific context that you have to work within. And I think one of the foundational things about the CCD skill set is to be able to operate within that and also to some extent know when you can try to expand that context a bit and then to have that extra feature available that may not be of super high value right now, but in the future, based on what you're hearing from what the business side want to do in the next two, three, four, five years, you know that by doing adding this simple component or two components to the mix will make it so much easier to implement in the future. It's almost a bad idea not to do it at this point in time. And this is, again, listening in and trying to figure out what are they trying to do within a reasonable time frame. Because David and Daniel can probably chime in on this, but a typical network design these days probably sticks around for three, five seven years or something like that before something new has to happen, kind of rip and replace and new, new technology comes out. We go to a intent-based networking instead of a traditional three hierarchical network models. But listening in and figuring out what they want to do is key. That also means trying to look into the future and see if you want to do this in the future, then do this as well. It takes a little resources to do it now, but it will require more if we have to go back and revisit everything in five years, because nobody can remember in five years what we did today. So we have to figure out, okay, what was the intention of this design and how do we build upon it? That is definitely something that as a CCD person or candidate definitely is capable of. That's it for our episode with these three experts discussing the CCDE certification. But don't worry, there will be more of this conversation to follow, including specific discussion on the CCDE exam blueprints and preparation advice. To hear more discussions about Cisco certifications, including advice and stories about career advancement, please subscribe to the Cisco Learning Network podcast. And to learn more about how you can use Cisco certifications to advance your own career, please visit the Cisco Learning Network at www.ciscolearningnetwork.com. There, you can find all kinds of resources, including training videos, study groups, and a community waiting to help you in your certification journey. Be sure to be on the lookout for the next episode featuring Daniel, Mark, and David, and thanks for listening.